Welcome to Small Business Spoonfuls Podcast, a laid-back discussion of the serious HR topics and trends of today. Sponsored by HelpDeskForHR.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Small Business Spoonfuls podcast, video show, whatever you want to call it. We are live today on YouTube and Facebook, and we hope everybody's having a great Friday. My name is Mason Merrill. I'm your host, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Smith. How are you doing today, Lisa? I am doing great, Mason. Thank you so much for that introduction. Today, we have such an interesting topic to to discuss. I am ready to jump into this. Yeah, for sure. So this is uh, probably you know, at one point in life for another, this, this has probably affected you if you've been in the, in the workplace for a long time, uh, at one point or another. So, and the topic today is how do you know if your workplace is becoming toxic? Yeah. You know, I, I really, so just so that everybody knows, this is taken from an article that just came out a few days ago, um, from the ladders.com. And it's talking about this because we're getting so many complaints these days in HR of toxic workplace environments. You know, that seems to be a buzzword. Oh, my last place of work was so toxic. And so is it really toxic or what is like, what are some clues that we can have, you know, as HR professionals that maybe we can head toxicity off at the pass? And I think it's really good that in this particular article, they bring out the fact that when a workplace is becoming toxic, it begins with leadership. And I think that hopefully we all understand that. But a lot of times as leaders ourselves, we might not want to admit that. And so it's really an important uh, important thing to remember. Yeah, exactly. And we this is also another thing we don't want to let fester, like we talked about uh, last week with being too nice. This is something we want to kind of try to catch early. So um, before it gets too late, because it, a toxic work environment can just turn into something really bad and um, really detrimental to a company if it's not um, addressed. So basically, the first point in this article is... Um, it, w- noticing someone who is becoming toxic, they do not seek to first understand, but expect to be understood. Yes, and that's right. And so, this—if you're—if you're familiar with Stephen Covey, you know this is one of his uh, seven habits of highly effective people. And and so this is, but this is the truth. I mean, not everyone is a born leader. It's not just in us all, and we have to learn how to lead and how to lead fairly and equitably and in a non-toxic manner. And so one of the first things that we can trigger and we can notice in a leadership style is, is, is this person walking around saying, nobody gets me. Nobody gets what, what my leadership style is. Nobody understands me, you know, or is that individual and maybe that's us, but if we're looking for, for the, the symptoms in our workplace, are we looking at leadership to find out, are they good listeners? And do they really try to understand where the workers are coming from as opposed to just demanding that people understand them, you know? Yeah. And you think about just in personal relationships, if two people are really misunderstanding, that can cause a lot of conflict, right? So uh, we don't want our team members to feel misunderstood, ignored, or devalued in these type of situations. Yeah. And, you know, we have to uh, we have to look for this because this can be a, a person who has a real double standard in the workplace. You know, like I expect you to listen and do and react. 
But when it comes time for me as your as your mentor, as your leader, as your manager or supervisor, when it comes time for me to get to know your needs and listen to you, then that's off the table. Right. And so we have to really watch out for some of those little clues that as they'll start to show themselves. Yeah, exactly. So the next point is they blame first and are accountable second. Yeah. And so sometimes, again, we're going back to the art of listening and and good communication. But um, if we're noticing that our leadership tends to be pointing the finger, but then again, they don't want to take accountability for the outcome of their team, then that could be indicating that we have some toxicity brewing in one or more of our departments. So, you know, managers, supervisors, leaders of all sorts, we need to hold ourselves to the highest accountability. And of course, if we're doing that, then we can hold others accountable. But if we just hold everybody else accountable and then we are sloppy and lazy with our work and we don't do anything that that we're expecting out of others, then that's eventually going to lead to, you know, an environment that nobody has any respect for leadership because they're not living the mission, so to speak. Yeah. Somebody once told me uh, one time, uh, if you're going to start pointing the finger at others, expect 10 more fingers to be pointed back at you. So you can imagine how that would go in a workplace environment. Somebody's the boss pointing fingers. It was your fault. This happened. We lost that account. Your fault. This, that, you know, the other, rather than being constructive in the situation and what can we learn from the situation and who's in taking, you know, the accountability and putting it in the right place and uh, moving on from it. We don't want to, we, we, don't want to be just pointing the finger at everybody and because that's never going to get anything accomplished. No, we really have to be really careful that, you know, like we have to own as management and leadership of whatever sort you're in. It could be the highest level and the lowest level of management and supervision, but we have to be willing to own the outcome of the team. And it has to be balanced too, because if, if we lose and well, it's that stupid team I had, they wouldn't listen. But when we win, if it's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm a great leader. I led the team to victory. You know, like that's not being fully balanced and accountable. If right. the team loses, then the leader needs to take the hit for that, you know. Yeah. And it's just like in football. You know, I'm always talking about football when it comes to these analogies. But, you know, who do they fire first, the quarterback or the head coach? Most of the time, it's the head coach if it's the losing team because the coach was responsible for leading the team to victory you know? Right. And so they look at that coach really hard first. So that's, that's who we are. And that's why our accountability is so important. Exactly. And our third and final point here is a toxic person doesn't practice what they preach. Yeah. And so this goes hand in hand with the accountability factor, but whether or not we're, um, we mean to, if we're doing the old do as I say, not as I do kind of thing, then that is going to lead to a toxic work environment. You know, if we're telling everybody, you know, you've got to dress a certain way and you can't show your tattoos and your piercings have to be limited, you know, then we show up and we're completely breaking all those rules. 
what is that? What message does that send? It will, number one, it sends a message that we're a big hypocrite. Right. And it also sends the message that the company is a big hypocrite for letting us get away with that. And right. so like the whole, the whole thing blows up because nobody cares. Nobody takes anything seriously because leadership is not doing the thing that they demand. And so it goes back to accountability too, but it goes deeper than that in some ways because it goes down to a very personal level of really, if you're expecting these policies and procedures to be upheld, then you better be willing to uphold them. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, the the leader, you know, that like you said, everybody looks to the leader in the workplace to see what they're doing and what they can get away with versus. So if that leader is really practicing what they're preaching, it's going to hold everybody to a higher standard. Um, it's going to go in line with some of these things with the accountability, like you said, and then, you know, really trying to understand where everybody's coming to at every viewpoint here. Yeah. And so, you know, the next question becomes then what do we do? Like, what if we're HR or we're some other form of leadership and we notice toxic, you know, traits beginning to bubble up in our organization? Well, you know, it's hard. I mean, you know, there's no magic bullet. I will say that. But the first thing that we have to do is we have to address it. The longer right. toxicity is allowed to boil in the cauldron, then the hotter and the more dangerous it's going to get. But if we can address it straight away, even if feelings are getting hurt and people don't want to hear what you're saying to them, if we can address it straight away, then we can make a decision on do you stay or do you go? You know, what's your future with the company toxic manager? You know, and then maybe the manager doesn't even realize they're not doing it on purpose. They're not bad guys. They're just, they just have some flaws in their style that need to be corrected. And, right. you know, helping them to correct those flaws is not only going to help your company, but realistically, if they live their life like this with no accountability and not practicing what they preach and, you know, not listening to the needs of others, then if you can shift that in their work life, it may help them in their private life as well. So it could be an all around great thing. But if you discover they're too far gone, it's decision yeah. time. It's decision time. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, just kind of an illustration here. I used to work in the pool industry and toxicity can almost be like an algae, right? So if you let, there's a certain form of algae in a swimming pool that's called black algae that um, it grows in like these little bitty uh, tiny pieces. But if you let it get out of control, it can pretty much ruin your pool and never go away. So like, it's one of those things that if you get on the algae immediately you brush it off put some chlorine on it treat it properly then it's going to go away and you're going to be fine but i there was a pool one time that they just let it go and literally ruin the shell of the pool so we don't want to let toxicity ruin the shell of our company right so we want to make sure we're um taking it head on and trying to do what we can and if we can't then un and we unfortunately have to leave the situation then we'll probably be better off anyway yeah. So, you know, as as leadership, as individual employees, as that manager that might be struggling, why doesn't anyone understand me? It yeah. may take some internal, you know, it may take some really introspection here to say, what am I doing? And and if we can talk to our managers on a regular basis and we can train them in communication styles, we can train them in personality styles and we right. can kind of help break down the barriers, you know, between what's going on in your heart and mind during this conversation or during this conflict. 
then maybe we can help people get to the bottom of making the corrections. And, right. you know, but if we find that we've got someone who's just too proud and not going to do it, then it might be time to help them, you know, locate other opportunities. But the other problem that we don't really have time to address today, but is like a burning problem is what if it's big boss? Right. What if it's big boss who's toxic and there's no way you're going to convince big boss not to be toxic? Then it might be time for you to consider other options. Right. And I, I never want to like tell people just quit your job if big boss no. is a jerk, you know, but at the same time, you have to think of your mental health and your well-being and sometimes staying too long thinking you can change someone else is yeah. just an exercise in futility. So you have to really be thoughtful about the situation. And again, notice the, the triggers up front, notice the signs and symptoms, and then figure out what's best for you, what's best for your company, how you can help others and take whatever action is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. We're not saying, you know, if you notice one of these things, go out and quit your job and move on to a different company. No, it, you know, obviously things are worth trying to fix and save and all that kind of stuff. But it, you know, we're talking about drastic in instances here. So usually these things can be worked out and worked through and a team can pull together and come together and really make it happen uh, the way it needs to be. Yeah, that's right. So Best wishes to everyone out there. I know it's a tough situation. I mean, I personally have had conversations with with toxic employers that I've had about the levels of toxicity. And I've ended mm -hmm. up leaving those companies because they've straight up told me I'm not changing and this is the way I'm handling things. But it was evident in the organization, the level of turnover, the level of dismay, you know, all of these different issues. And they were fully aware that like one of them told me this is who I am and I'm not changing. So it was up to me then to change and I had to exit right. the company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yep. Um, anyway, this is, uh, you know, these aren't really law heavy topics we're talking about here. They're more uh, light. This is a heavy topic in its own way, but it's also not uh, super, uh, you know, super law heavy filled. It's just kind of some good suggestions. You know, we're not, we're not trying to state what should and shouldn't happen here. We're just all, all, always trying to help, always trying to help people to be reasonable and um, at the end, try to do the right thing, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and while this isn't governed under law specifically, if we don't catch these issues, we will end up with harassment and hostile work environment claims. Right. And that just something else to keep in mind. So, yeah. Yeah. And in the uh, show notes, we'll attach the link to this article if you want to look a little further into it. But uh, I think that pretty well covers this topic. I know uh, we have our, you know, we'll, we'll release this in our podcast form as well. If you want to listen to it back or you can always watch the videos. And if you want to hear some of our other topics we've talked about, um, if this is the first time you're listening to us, you can always check out our Small Business Spoonfuls podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and then our YouTube channel as well. Um, and so, but, uh, yeah, I hope everybody's staying safe out there doing, doing well. Um, we got another boss call coming up next week. Did you want to tease that a little bit, Lisa? 
Yeah. So next Wednesday from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Central, as usual, we have a boss call and it's an FMLA refresher, Family Medical Leave Act refresher. And we, you know, we have 90 minutes, so we can't do an A to Z on it. But we are going to go through some top hot questions that come in a lot about FMLA. You guys have all been sending in your questions as you're registering for the the boss call, which is great. So I'm keeping track of all of those and we're going to address them all. But if you are approaching the FMLA requirement or you're already there or you're new to a company and you're not sure how FMLA works, come on and join us for this boss call because this is going to be a 90 minute dig deep on, on some of the tough issues with FMLA. Yeah. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with what Boss Calls is, it's our uh, subscription service where we do two 90-minute webinars a month. Um, we've even done two 60s and one 90-minute uh, webinars before. So we're always trying to fill the gaps in. And we're talking about relevant, uh, deeper topics and things like that. So, And you can really get in there. It's a Zoom call, so you can really get in there and interact. And we have a lot of fun in there. We have some good guests like uh, our last uh, boss call was all about mental health and we had a really great guest there too and if you sign up you always have access to all the the older calls as well too so all, um, anything that stays relevant yeah absolutely so good come see us let's do it yeah for sure. So we, we appreciate everybody joining us today. If you have any questions or comments or anything, make sure and leave them in the chat and um, in the comments section. And we'll be uh, glad to answer any questions that you might have or anything like that. So um, I think that pretty much does us in for today. Lisa, what do you think? I think so. So until I see you guys again next time, have a great weekend and be safe. I'm Lisa Smith. And I'm Mason Merrill. Be audit secure. <laughs> if you would like to learn more about our team and the services we provide, head over to helpdeskforhr.com. Our 8,000 plus members enjoy the essential training, tools, and support they need to keep up with ongoing legal changes, as well as maintaining solid HR and employment law compliance. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you like what you hear, we'd love to hear from you either by leaving us a review or you can email us at support at helpdeskforhr.com.